When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be back with you for another edition of the show. Jordan Canellis here and, of course, the main man on the program, Butch Castles, the CEO of the Waikato Racing Club. Morning to you, Butch. How's things? Good, thanks, Jordan. Looking forward to uh, racing this weekend uh, in New Zealand, Wanganui, with uh, the uh, time-honoured early season three-year-old races, the Guineas and, of course, the O'Leary's Phillies Classic, the HS Dyke Wanganui Guineas. A couple of good three-year-old races to look forward to and uh, Rickerton are kicking off towards their uh, Cup Week already with plenty of Northern uh, Raiders down there. And then, uh, of course, Sunday, Pakaranga Hunt with the featured jumps racing here at Tarapa. So big weekend all round. Absolutely. And the uh, first, well, with the second day into spring as well, Butch. So does it feel like racing season now? Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, the weather's been great this last week. A little bit of rain forecast at some stage over the weekend, but certainly the tracks have had a chance to dry out a bit, and uh, that's uh, a big positive. The voice of Rickerton Park, Matt Cross, will be with us a little later on, but we start off with Lisa Allpress, who's with us as our first guest on the program today. Morning to you, Lisa. Morning, guys. How are you? G'day, Lisa Butch here. Look, uh, welcome in. Thanks for joining Hi, us, taking time out of your uh, busy schedule. Uh, look, uh, Wanganui, you'll be uh, thrilled to be back racing on what's ostensibly your home track, and uh, you can give us a report that things are all good there. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting back there tomorrow. Um, I've been in gallops on the track um, a few times. Um, just testing out the remedial work that they've done and by all accounts everything's looking really good and um, the actual part of the track that was a, an issue I'm pretty sure that we won't be out there tomorrow you'd have to be um, you, you probably wouldn't have a license if you were out on that part of the track <laughs> you would have lost your compass if you were out there yeah, <laughs> yeah we think well, that maybe only the clerk of the course will be hanging out out there yeah, let's hope so. Righto. Um, tomorrow you've assembled a fantastic book of rides on paper. Let's hope that can uh, t- can uh, transform across to the track. The first of them, uh, nothing known about this one publicly, but gee, there must be something showing at home because it's $4.50 into $3 already. It's a two-year-old I speak of by the name of Rubicon Crossing out of the Mark Walker Stable, a Rubik filly. Uh, no doubt uh, you've done a little bit of homework on this one. Yeah, I have, um, and I it was a, I've been I had been in constant touch with Jono and Holly um, whether they were starting the shooting to win um, Colt, and by all accounts, last week was a definite non-runner. Even on to Tuesday, he was a non-runner, but then um, because there wasn't really too much exposed form, they decided to run him. So I'd already taken the ride on Mark's horse, so that you're just clarifying that's why I'm actually not on Jono and Holly's, but. Um, 
I'm quite happy to be on the on the Rubik filly. Um, I did hear through the week that it's the the pick of the two, and um, that they're quite happy. And I looked through the track reports and saw she galloped on the course proper at Matter on a heavy track, and um, came home in quite a nice time. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy to be on her, and I'm sure anything from that stables, you know, you definitely want to get a leg over. Mm, for sure. Are you winning the rugby? I can hear the whistle in the background. Are they winning? Yeah, just gone. We're just um, we're into the third day of a rugby tournament over in Hawke's Bay, and um, we're unbeaten at this stage, um, but we're playing St. John's Hamilton, so it's going to be pretty tough. Oh, well, uh, good stuff. That's a good place to spend a few days over in the bay. Race two, uh, Lisa, you ride love it or leave it. This is a horse that you've got a good association with, would deserve another win after three uh, good placings of late. Yeah, and, and that second last week, you know, she's on a relatively quick backup. Um, but she does like getting her toe in the ground this mare. Um, she's free-striding, a long, long free-striding horse, and I just think she got a little bit camped up um, three back, or she was in the trail and then three back the fence last start. And I think if we can keep her with a bit of clear air, she's the sort of mare that likes to just roll. And, um, you know, you don't really want to be taking too much speed off horses like that. So she's got a little bit of a, a mid to wide draw. So we'll just go forward from there and put her in the race. Yeah, certainly that's how they can uh, race at Wanganui a bit. They get off and going down the side. So that might suit her down to the ground. Race number three, Timberlake, another that's in really good form. This one for Royden Bergeson and another that likes uh, the rain-affected going. Yeah, he does. And um, just going through his form, I have actually been down to riding a few times and the race has kept getting cancelled. Um, and just looking through it all, he actually um, hasn't been ridden by a senior jockey for nearly a year, of course. So um, looking forward to getting on him and, and um, maybe just you know, a, a few extra pushes down that straight. Um, he um, he could put his foot in a till because he has been going some really nice races and and just sort of whacking away a little bit at the line. But I'm really looking forward to riding this horse. And actually, he's down on the 54 kg in the top weight, even with the claim of Lily only brings it down to 57. So I think um, this Timberlake's a, a pretty good chance in that race. Race number four, you ride a, a filly for the Walker Stable. This one, Romancing the Moon, on debut, was fourth in a very, very strong race at Taupo. Uh, look, it's a tidy enough filly's race. Wessex, uh, Labrasi, uh, that you know uh, as well, but I gave her a big chance on what we saw at Taupo. Yeah, I, I did too, just for the fact that... Um, uh, sorry, rugby, right in front of me. Yeah, it was, a, it was a strong field at Taupo, like you said. And the, just the way they ran that day, you know, the track being right off, we were we were about four or five off the fence. And she was outside the leader, but she got attacked quite a lot of, about the half mile. So they were coming at her from the inside and the outside. And I think when you ha when a horse is having its first start, you know, it's pretty hard position for them to stay um, in concentration and that when they're getting attacked all around them. And I thought she did well to, to whack on for fourth. It was pretty sticky track and... Um, she has won two trials previously on heavy ground, so I, I don't think the, the track on Saturday is going to worry her too much. I just think and that having that race under her belt is definitely going to help. Money for her as well. Race five, you ride uh, for Holly and John O'Hare, Victorum. Hasn't won in a fresh state, but has placed a couple of times. Uh, is this one forward uh, to give a good showing in that fresh state? I don't think so. I think she's definitely going to take improvement from the run. Um, she was supposed to trial on Tuesday, but because they switched into the synthetic, she missed the, the trial. So I just feel that the 1360 might just be a touch too far for her fresh up. 
um, really nice horse, one to mark down. But um, yeah, I just think it, it, um, she'll definitely take improvement from the run tomorrow. Talking about nice horses, race six, the feature, the HS Dyke Wanganui Guineas. You ride Soph Mays. She'd won two in a row before uh, coming to Tarapa and uh, just uh, succumbing uh, to a good filly on that occasion. Uh, Allen's had this race lined up for, for her since then. 1340 metres, he reckons will be ideal. What do you think? Yeah, I think the distance is the key with her. She's um, definitely a, a little filly, a, a relatively big filly actually that's going to get over a bit of ground. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the 13, riding her over the 1360. Um, she's just got such a lovely nature. This horse, she'll settle and um, she just switches off and, and um, she's just a treat to ride. So really looking forward to her. Yeah, she's very genuine, isn't she? Uh, look, uh, you know, she uh, really dug deep the other day here at Tarapa. Um, so that's what you need. And uh, what might be quite testing uh, by that part of the uh, day, that track, still a heavy 10. Yeah, I think, well, by that race, you'll definitely know where the best part of the track is. And um, it's going to be a tricky track tomorrow because usually this time of the year, um, we, we're not scouting out wide. Um, but with the you know, with the heavy and they haven't had any racing there, it still might be the middle, um, just depending on how the weather plays. There is supposed to be a bit of rain forecast in the afternoon, so if it gets wet, I'm still sure we'll switch straight to the outside. Mm, righto. The second last, Fabian Hawke, was a good fourth resuming from the Didham stable, who uh, generally has uh, success at Wanganui, and uh, this one will be much improved from that fresh up run. Yeah, it's out of a relatively nice mare she can fly and um yeah it's, it's a nice horse um good looking horse i did actually see it in the birdcage at woodbull last time um it was a standout in the birdcage that day and just going back to the race videos it got really held up between the, the eight and the six who wasn't um was just un, not under pressure sorry the horses around it weren't going anywhere so sarah was just having to take a hold and looking for a place to find to find some gaps and she really got held up until she came into the home straight so um, yeah I think the horse will take a ton of improvement out of that race and um, hopefully if we can get some clear air and just keep them rolling. Mm, very winnable race. Race number eight this is a horse that you've had good success with won its last two it's fresh and resuming on its home track over the mile Winnie Rose she was really good last time over 2200 metres mile fresh up okay? Yeah, I'm just the same thing, a little bit worried with her. I think um, you'll see she's a lovely horse and, and she'll go a really nice race, but um, she hasn't had a jump out or a trial leading into this. So I think that um, may just be a little bit testing for her. Um, but she'll be doing her best and she'll take plenty of improvement out of it. She was another one that missed trials on Tuesday due to them transferring to the synthetic. So um, I haven't actually had a ride on her since I last rode her at the races, but um, she is a super little horse and, yeah, she's got a, a ton of ability and I think we'll see more of her in the next couple of runs. Mm, righto, Lisa, I'm going to put it on you. It's pretty tough. They're all about uh, favourite or second favourite or well in the market anyway. Which is the best of them? I'm going to have to say so, Smith. Um Two wins on her and that nice second last start. Um, I just believe if I actually had to stay in a little bit, um, to more to the middle of the track at Tirapa, I think I could have got over the winner. So um, I'm going to back my judgment and say her. Good on you, Lisa. Thanks for your time. I hope that uh, 
Rugby success is uh, continuing there in the bay for the Wanganui Collegiate team. Thank you for taking time out and uh, good luck tomorrow with a great book of rides at Wanganui. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa Albrecht with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll take a break and Matt Cross, the voice of Rickard and Park Racing, will be with us on the other side of this here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here. Butch Castle's with us as always. Time to have a chat to the voice of Rickard and Park Racing. It's Matt Cross who's with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning to you, Matt. Yeah, morning, Jordan. Morning to you too, Butch, and to all of your Australian listeners. Bit of an overcast day here in Christchurch today, but I see that track's come back quite nicely, Butch, from a heavy eight to a heavy 10 to a heavy eight, and we may be in for a, a potential improvement off that. Not really any rain uh, forecast for the next 24 hours or so, but kick off the first leg to Christchurch Casino New Zealand uh, Cup week tomorrow with a really good meeting. Yeah, amazing, Matt, uh, how quickly that's coming up. And uh, we've already seen a number of North Island horses uh, hit the South Island, particularly uh, the uh, Tiakia stable invasion has started. And let's have a look at race three. They've got the pair of $2.40 favourites, Melbourne Bay and Grayson Gray. Was there a Southerner that could beat them or do you think uh, they might have a monopoly on it? I think they've got a monopoly on it, to be fair, Butch, and I reckon that they might clear away from most of these. No disrespect to the others, but they bring in some pretty solid form from the north. We're speaking of a filly who was able to beat a Karaka Million winner on Boxing Day. Speaking of Grace and Gray, she's got really good early speed, barrier draw advantage over her stablemate, Marlborough Bay. Look, I reckon, Butch, this horse looks a lot more comfortable left-handed as well, as well just looking at it as Ellerslie runs and its uh, Avondale trial. I think coming the left-handed way of going, we'll see another length or two coming out of Grayson Gray, and I was pretty happy to play her with a whole lot of confidence here, particularly having the three-kilo claim and the barrier draw advantage over its stable mate. So she's one of the bets of the day for mine, Butch. Race three, number six, Grayson Gray. Race number five, small field, a uh, little sprint, 1,000 metres. Uh, some of these heading towards races like the Stewards uh, and the Pegasus uh, at the Carnival. Uh, again, Tiakau come up with a $2 favourite, Burgundy Rose, advantaged by the ace draw. Might just follow the rail and be pretty hard to handle. Yeah, I thought this was a tricky betting race if you're trying to play any sort of confidence here. Kaimar War is first up on a campaign towards the Copelands over 1,000 metres. Has actually got a pretty good record at that trip, Kaimar War placed first up last year and behind Summer Monsoon that is first up run. I reckon he can run a cracker even with the 60 and a half kilos. Burgundy Rose, its most recent trial, was good and behind a really good horse in Samai and Susie at Tarapa, finished into fourth, and she's a very consistent mare. Summer Monsoon, would you believe? They tried him at Hastings over the hurdles, over 2,500 metres. I think he's a dead set sprinter. 1,000 metres, really ideal for him. I think one of those three would be winning, but a race that I didn't have too much confidence in, Butch. Race number seven, uh, Matt, this tidy little field, this, uh, some form into it, the likes of Frankie the Fox. Gee, Burnview's been good, winning three of its last four for Lance Robinson. And uh, how did you sort this one out? Some stayers resuming, pretty tough race. Yeah, I thought Frankie the Fox was a good bet here, particularly off the inside. He's a month in between runs, and I think he performs best 
at that sort of rating. He may have just wanted a little bit more rain around to loosen that track up a little bit. It's probably getting on the good side for him, Frankie the Fox, but off the inside with race day fitness under his belt. I do think he's the horse to beat. Burnview's done nothing wrong in 12 starts to date. Four victories. Steps up in class, but he gets in with the 55 and a half kilos, and he is an on-pace sort of horse. So I saw him being the main danger to Frankie the Fox. For Rodden, I think he's a horse that will appreciate the improvement in track conditions. He's a month in between runs as well, and he's very potent in that state. Three of his five wins have come off a 30-day break. 60 kilos is a bit of a concern, but I do think with the improvement in track conditions, he's a certain chance. And Hunter Villains found a real level of confidence in his last four or five starts with the lightweight could sneak into a placing. But if I was having a bet, Frankie the Fox is probably the horse I want to be on off the inside. And righto, the last, do we need the last leg of the quaddy sorted? Gee whiz, this is a tough race. Robbie Burns has been really good though, lightly tried, never out of the money and I know it's got a, a wide barrier to contend with here but uh, would need to be given some sort of a hope just on its consistency alone. Yeah, I've, I could have spent about three or four hours on this race, Butch, and probably <laughs> still missed the winner. This is a real ripper to round out the programme. I'll tell you one horse that I do think that we'll see some improvement from is the horse up the top of the book, El Terrador. Comes up with a really positive gait to work with. He drew barrier 12 last time out in his first run back in rating 65. That was on the synthetic track. I think he's the sort of horse that does want a drier sort of track and with the improvement in conditions, if the best version of El Terrador turned up, say, the version of him when he was a three-year-old, then he can win. He's got $13 in the last El Terrador. 12 and Vince Abiel up to 1,400 suits. I think she's probably looking for 1,600 to 2,000. Widest gate for her, but the Mark Walker stable after winning three yesterday on the synthetic track are worth following. Astra Khan, the 11, was bowled on pace last time out. Steps up to the 1,400. No reason why she can't win. And Zar Cat was close up in its last one, just going down narrowly on that testing track. She's a player. Robbie Burns, you've got to have in the mix as well. Final savings if he got the race to suit and aspiring first up out of the Stephen Mars stable. Tricky, tricky race. If I was having one bet butch, I'd be playing the each way around the horse up the top of the book, El Terrador. Good on you, Matt. And you talked of the synthetic. That seems to be going uh, pretty well, racing quite consistently on it. And uh, they seem to be winning from anywhere. Just the big circumference of it obviously helping that. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think in the latter part of the day when the track's packing down a little bit on the inside, there is a little bit of an advantage to those that are covering ground versus early on in the day. Um, the one turn for the 1,200 metres is certainly tempo-related. If you can get yourself up onto the speed, that's an obvious favour and trying to cut the corner. But look, we were able to get two meetings off the ground here this week, one of them on the synthetic, which was great. And I think that there's been some horses that have really relished being able to get on that, uh, whereas most of the time uh, they would have been turned out due to the, the testing track conditions of the grass track. So I think it's been a positive, tricky to bet on on the odd occasion, but there has been the odd good winner to be found, particularly in the Tiakau Tangerine yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for your time. Good calling over the weekend and catch up again soon. Yeah, great to talk to you guys. Have a great weekend. Matt Cross with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always great to have him on. We'll take our final break here on the show. We'll come back and wrap things up on the other side of this. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz.
Time to wrap things up on the program for today. Butch, tell us about what's happening on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Pekaranga Hunt Club racing here at Tarapa. Big uh, jumps races, the lead-ups to the Great Northerns in two weeks' time. So they've got the Open Hurdle, the Pekaranga Hunt Sesquicentennial Open Hurdle, the likes of Dr Hank, Kajino, Ned Wynn, who are in great form in that, and then the CLC Pekaranga Hunt Cup, the big steeplechase with Argyle, No Tip, Magic Wonder uh, is uh, towards the top, and the likes of Kiddo and the Anarchist uh, down in the bottom of the weight. So really looking forward to it. There's uh, 10 races on the card, five of them jumping races, so anyone that does enjoy the jumping game can certainly tune in and watch some wonderful spectacle uh, jumping action here out of Tarapa on Sunday for the Pakaranga Hunt. Excellent Club. stuff. Butch, it's been a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Jordan. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.